Yeah, these are good questions. It's just it's such a not a typical podcast that I'm used to all the boring questions. You are now listening to Talk Shop with Alan Evgi. All right. Welcome to the Talk Shop podcast, Antoine Martel, my friend that I've never met in person. <laughs> Please introduce yourself. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. You want me to just ramble for two minutes about who I am or what? I'll take a minute. Anything over that, okay. you're on the clock. All right, cool. So my name is Antoine Martel. Thanks for having me on the podcast today, the Joe Rogan number two podcast. Um, Happy to be here. My name is Anton Martel. I live in California. I've been investing in real estate since 2017. Started investing in real estate when I was in college. I was about a year away from graduating and realized I didn't want to graduate and work for somebody else. I wanted to do my own thing. And um, while everybody else was looking for jobs, I was trying to figure out what this whole real estate thing was about. And uh, eventually realized that investing in California was impossible um, unless you had a million bucks in the bank. Me and my family only had 50 grand or 40 grand that we wanted to invest in real estate with. So we started looking out of state um, and started really networking around here in California with people that had invested out of state, how they did it, blah, blah, blah. Then eventually bought that first house in Memphis, rehabbed it, rented it out, cash out refinance. Did that 10 times after graduating college in that first year after graduating. And then started selling those properties to friends and family members who lived in California who wanted to invest in real estate out of state. And that's what started Martel Turnkey in 2018. And then since then, we've done over 250 single family home projects, about over 100 unit of apartments. And we're doing 10 to 15 houses a month right now in a couple of markets, Memphis, Cleveland, St. Louis. Wow, that's awesome. And I knew all of that already. But just hearing it again is so inspiring and I love it. Uh, and I know you inspired tons of people on social media. That's where we actually met, right? On, a, on an Instagram Live. That's really cool. I, uh, I want to just get into it straight away with the real estate. How do you balance all of those businesses? Yeah, good question. It's getting even more difficult. I mean, that was a very brief intro, right? But as you know, I'll let everybody else know too, like we started a wholesaling company last year. Um, I was part owner in a property management company. You know, my friend started this title. So there's a lot of other like things going on in the background that not a lot of people like today we launched actually our skip tracing platform called the rocket skip trace. Wow. That whole website launched today because we found a way to skip trace super cheap by getting a contract with one of the main skip tracing people that actually has access to the data. And so we got a really nice contract with them because we came to them and said, Hey, we'll do this amount of leads a year. Give us a really nice contract. So we, we were able to get that. And then now we can offer these skips at, you know, 10 cents a skip instead of these other people at like 15 cents, et cetera. So there's a lot of different companies and things that are happening every single day, I guess. Um, how do I manage it all? I think that putting the right people in place to manage certain things is really what it, what you need in order to scale. So for example, the, the wholesaling business is run by two guys, Hayato and Evan. They pretty much run the show. We started it all together. They were my friends in college. We started it all together. And, but I mean, they've been running the show for the last year. All we have is a monthly meeting. As you know, today I 
woke up to help them with certain things. So when I have free time, I'll go over there and help them just to like push the needle more. Cause sometimes the only thing you need with these startups is just like brute force and time. So, um, I don't know. Balancing is, is pretty difficult. I would say that 80% of my time is still Martel turnkey focused. I think a lot of entrepreneurs or business people in this space kind of get like the squirrel syndrome or shiny light syndrome. So they like, they'll start like a turnkey business like this. They'll do like 50 or hundred homes and then they'll be like, okay, that was fun. Now I'm going to go do like apartment building syndications and they don't systematize or automate what they have done already so that, Hey, I can be doing 50 or hundred homes a year with like 10% of my time instead of hundred percent. So let me figure that out. And then I'll use my time to go and do the next thing. So that's kind of the position that I'm in and, um, the turnkey business, I mean, keeps on scaling. Can you explain that turnkey business? Because where I'm from, there are none of these as far as I know. Yeah. Explain the business. Yeah. What is a turnkey business? Yeah. So what we do is we'll go buy these single family homes. We'll renovate them, rent them out, put a property management company in place and then sell those homes to our clients, then help our clients get financing, insurance, property management. So they'll come to us, buy a house for a hundred grand, put 20% down, 20,000 bucks, couple thousand dollars in closing costs. And then they're making like 250 bucks a month in net cash flow. So that's what we do. And we do that 10 to 15 times every single month. Sometimes 20, right? Sometimes 20. Yeah. Well, wait one second. Uh, drop your website. The website for that is martelturnkey.com. And we're actually sold out right now. I don't know when this is going live, but um, we're sold out and there's more inventory coming. So if you want to get like on our list, just go to the website and you can book a phone call and you can actually talk to one of us by just going to the website and literally booking a phone call with somebody on our team. And put coupon code AVGI for a discount. <laughs> you get some commission out of this. Yeah, 500 bucks off. Yeah. 500 bucks off at AVGI or whatever it is. We'll put it on the screen. Don't forget. <laughs> if, uh, if anybody's listening and interested, because I do know actually one of my friends just bought a turnkey property in. Uh, out of New York, of course, for like $80,000 or whatever. And he's seeing uh, like 17% uh, cash yeah. on cash. Um, he's really happy about it. They have friendly eviction laws. So there's definitely a benefit to it, you know? Yep. Yeah, but, 100%. I mean, people that live in California where I am, New York where you are, um, you know, Oregon, anybody that lives in Colorado, I had a phone call with somebody today. And it's like every time it's just like, hey, like it's a perfect thing for somebody who has a W2 income, 20 to 50 grand in the bank and then limited time because they are in that full-time job mode. So like, what the hell can you do in Colorado with 25 grand in the bank and you want to get in real estate or in LA or in San Francisco, you know, like you can't, there's not many options that you can, that you can do. Right. So this is kind of like a product and a way to dip your toes in the water of real estate. Uh, without having any experience, just using the cash you have and then leveraging your W-2 income as well. Fascinating. So does your wholesale business sell to your turnkey business? Yeah, that you was the whole reason we started the wholesaling business was to get more deals for the turnkey business. Because, you know, like I told you right before this, like we, we get deals sent to us all the time from agents and we give full price offers in like 20 minutes of them sending it to us. And then we still are not able to win the deal. And I'm like, how the hell did we not win the deal? 
So we started our own wholesaling business. It's the same with wholesalers and brokers and stuff. So we started our own wholesaling business just to cut out the middlemen. And um, yeah, my two buddies are, are running that whole show over there. So they send, they'll sell pretty much every deal that they get runs through Martel Turnkey. If Martel Turnkey doesn't buy it, which is a high percentage of the time we don't buy it because we're very strict, then they'll wholesale it off to their big list of buyers that they have on the other end. How many deals are they doing a month? They're doing probably five deals a month right now. They're about a year in. So it's growing. It's growing. This this year they're this year they want to scale up. By the end of the year, they want to be doing 30 deals a month. And your skip tracing business is also utilized by Martel Turnkey. The skip tracing business is utilized by the wholesaling company. So Martel Turnkey doesn't do any skip tracing. The wholesaling company goes and buys leads skip trace them and then they call cold call or text those clients what's the skip tracing company called uh the skip tracing is rocketskiptrace.com also use code avgi for uh, a discount <laughs> and yeah sure yeah we just launched that website today and then i was also working on another project called llc genie so like one of the things was that website's live too llc genie but people would come to the wholesaling business and they would say, Hey, I want to buy one of your houses, but I don't have an LLC made yet. And I like saw all these messages come through. I'm like, why is this like the biggest pain point for people to buy? Like, all right, if you, if I get you an LLC, I'll pay for the goddamn LLC. If I pay for the LLC, will you buy the house? And then they would be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. sounds good. And then, you know, within 24 hours, they would have an LLC. Here you go, pal. And uh, I'm like, now you're, you're going to buy the house. Right. So we made, I made this website because, you know, it's like this whole big thing. Nobody knows how do I make an LLC? And it's like this mystical land they have to go through. And uh, so we made this other website to help people make LLCs for like 200 bucks in 48 hours. That's great. That's great. Here, it, uh, you have to publish. Do you have to publish where you are? No, I don't even know what that means. So we're doing it in, we make all of our LLCs, <laughs> all of our LLCs, we make them is in, are in Wyoming. So because they're buying it out of state, so you don't even have to buy, you don't have to get like a California LLC. You can get it anywhere. Great. Great. Making me more depressed. Well, in New York, in New York, you have to publish with the county and the state. Every time you open an LLC, it's to publish it. It means that people are going to know, right, that you own an LLC. It's so outdated. It's ridiculous. It's, it goes in the newspaper, the physical newspaper. Oh, my God. They still make it. Yeah, there's tons of local newspapers here because all of them are funded through publishing LLCs. So they all stay in business. And they still make us do that and it costs $440. That's the best price I've found anywhere ever. Uh, you could do it by yourself for $410. That's what the newspapers charge. And it's not worth it. You do tons of work to do it. Um, so in all, in New York, if you pay for a service, it's around a little bit north of $800 to open an LLC. Yeah, ours costs a hundred dollars to create it, and then two hundred dollars per year. Oh, per year you have to pay two hundred. Yeah, because that's for like a registered agent. So um, you need somebody in that state. So you make the LLC in Wyoming, it costs a hundred bucks, but you need like a representative in Wyoming to pretty much like have a Wyoming address, and so it gets you that registered agent. Got it. Yep. Yep. I opened a Delaware LLC once. I had to deal with the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Similar. Same thing. Now about the skip tracing business, what type of margins does a skip tracing company have? Uh, 
margins on that. What was that smile on your face? One second. Because nobody's asking that before. The margins there are about 40% for the skin business. Okay. And obviously, it's brand new, so it's not like you could you have much data on it yet or anything. No, not yet. I mean, we've been, I used to, it used to be, the reason why we started, it used to be a Google form. So I just like had a bunch of people like, oh, I want to skip trace. All these people are screwing me over. All right, go fill out this form and then my guys will do it. Just pay us whatever cost plus some commission and we'll do it for you. And people used to go to this freaking Google form and like send money through this Google form that we had built. And like, it was like almost like an order a week that we were getting. And I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. And so then I was like, you know what? Let's make a website. Let's make it actually legit. And so that's what happened a couple of weeks ago. Cause one of my, I have a couple of good buddies that are wholesalers and they're skip tracing like hundred thousand people a month or 50,000 people a month. So now I'm just having those people come to us every single month. It's just recurring income. A hundred thousand times 10 cents is $10,000 times 40%. You got $4,000 net margin <laughs> on one client. On one client. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty recurring and, and you do people right. And yeah, they keep coming back. That's a great business. It's a great business. I'd love to understand it. Although you are working on pennies, right? But those pennies compound, obviously. And as clients keep going more and more and more, you're looking for those wholesaler type of clients. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And I have, oh, we didn't even talk about this, but I'm also like an advisor to another company called lofty.ai. And so they have a big list of wholesalers as well. Oh yeah. You've been getting those emails back and forth, right? You set me up with them. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So they, they just started, but they have like a lot of funding and stuff like that. And so they have a huge list of wholesalers. So I was waiting for this website to be built. And then now I'm going to go to all those wholesalers and be like, Hey, let me help you do more deals. Here's LLC genie. He'll here's rocket skip trace. Here's to help them do more deals. And therefore they're going to bring clients and money to me. I love it. I love it. So since you're pushing people to become landlords, right? In a sense, that's what Martel Turnkey does. Yeah. Why do you sell your 11 unit building? So the 11 unit building, why did we sell it? I love all the smiles going on. Yeah. These are good questions. It's just such a, not a typical podcast that I'm used to with all the boring questions. Okay. So why am I pushing people to be a landlord and I'm not even being a landlord? Um, well, the reason why we sold the 11 unit building is we got an offer that we couldn't refuse. Uh, so that's number one thing. For example, let's say you had a building along and you thought it was worth 2 million bucks and you get an offer for two and a half million bucks. So let's say you were, you had a project in place. You thought it was going to be worth 2 million when you refied it, but then you got an offer closing in 60 days for two and a half million bucks. Then your brain starts thinking like, oh my God. All right, let's say I do sell. That's half a million dollars more than what I expected. And then what can I do with that money? And so the same thing, we went through the same thought process, right? So for us, it was a little bit you know, smaller numbers, but we wanted to sell the thing for a million. We listed it for like one and a half and you know, it landed somewhere in the middle. And uh, or I think we threw out a number like one and a half million bucks. And we're like, this would be crazy if this happens. And we got an offer for 1.25 and then we're like, okay, let's say we did do 1.25, which is 250 grand more than what we thought originally, like, you know, three years ago. And then, all right, what if we took that 1.25? What could we do with that money? Where could we put that money? What's the 11 unit currently making me right now? And we looked at the numbers. It was making me like a 12% return. 
okay, can I take that cash and go make a higher return somewhere else? And we figured that we could with the wholesaling business, the turnkey business, that taking that million bucks we had, we can go put it in other places and make a higher return. So we were in a very unique situation. I understand that. Um, but because of that unique situation, the, the money made more sense to actually just take the offer, accept the offer that we couldn't refuse and put that money into other places where I can make more than 12%. I would sell too. No question about it. There's more deals out there. Guys like us are constantly yeah. coming across them. We're in the game. For somebody that necessarily wouldn't understand, it's much more difficult when you don't underwrite deals all day long. And I mean, we've been talking about doing a deal together for a few months now. You've, you've been blanketing my emails of deals. Like I get deals from you all the time. Yeah. So obviously they come across our table. So if somebody offers us something that's above what we think the value really is, then we're selling yeah. it and moving on. Um, actually, yeah. the, this brilliant New York investor, a tremendous developer in New York, um, his name's Joseph Tabak. He, uh, he just put out a statement to the real deal. He said, if somebody gives me an offer, that's like me buying the building. If I don't sell it for the offer that they gave it to me, that's like me buying it at the price they offered me. He's like, so I always ask myself when I get a new offer, would I buy it for that price? And if the answer is no, then I sell the building. I don't. Yeah, and that, and yeah. that's exactly what, so then this guy closed on this first building and then he wrote me an offer on another building I had. Cause he's like, what else do you got? We love your product. So he, he just loved like that. I gutted every single unit. I did every single unit the same way. Dude, you go look at the units online on Zillow. Like every unit is the same thing. Like I just had the photographer go and take one model unit and everything's the same. Right. So we did the renovations, right? So he's like, shit, if I'm going to buy stuff in Memphis, like I'm going to just go through Antoine. So, Hey, I'm going to buy this first building. Do you have anything else? Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Close this one. And then I'll share, I'll share with you what else we have. I have 80 more units in the pipeline for you. That's what I kept saying. But I was like, just close this, focus on this. And let's talk about the others later. Close it like legit the next week. He's like, all right, what else you got? And I'm like, all right, well, here's a 20 unit. Here's what I'm asking for. He, he sent me an offer and that, yeah, we looked at ourselves again and we're like, shit, what could we, all right, let's say we do sell it. You know, what are our current returns? How much cash can we create? And then where can we put that cash? Love and that. same thing. It made no sense. We're making 8% cash on cash. And I'm like, can I, what can I do with this money elsewhere? As long as I can get around paying the taxes on it, which we figured out as well. And uh, yeah, I can make way more return than 8% doing, you know, investing in the other companies we have going on. I love it. I'm, I'm going through almost exactly the same thing. Remember yesterday we spoke and I told you I'm, some, I'm talking to somebody about selling my entire portfolio. Uh, he bought my houses from me. The first purchase he did in real estate was my homes. He loved the product so much. He's like, I want, what else do you have? So I, yeah. that's so funny. You didn't even tell me that part of the story. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're in a really interesting, it's, yeah, it's kind of funny. We're both in similar situations for sure. Luckily I have that. You're much more money. So let's just. <laughs> That's not what I meant. You're, you're rich, West Coast guy, calm, you know, collective. I'm in the New York, everything's fast, high taxes. I mean, if I didn't get taxed so much, maybe I'd be closer to you, but it is what it is. Gosh. Yeah, but luckily we have like, yeah, you just got to figure out like, for us, it's easy. You just take it from one bank account, you send it to the other bank account and that bank account already knows, you know, what to do with the money, right? So 
that's a lucky, lucky situation we're in. And like when we bought these houses, it was like two years ago. We bought them in 2018. Oh no, three years ago. Jeez. We bought them three years ago, two and a half years ago. And um, yeah, we, you know, we had never thought that they would be worth this much money just with appreciation, the rents we were able to get. It was crazy. And so when we saw the offers come in, it was like, this is a, a no brainer. First of all, can we get out of paying the, the capital gains tax? Yes, we can. All right. So, you know, amazing. You know, I turn 25 tomorrow, Antoine. Well, we'll be the same age. We're the same age. I wanted to, <laughs> to tell people your age. So, there. <laughs> oh, man. So, so you're sold out right now, right? That's what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Martel Turnkey is sold out. Um, we're buying more. I just have like I just sent up four wires. We're buying four houses tomorrow, and then we're selling four on Friday. Today's Wednesday, so it's a busy week for sure. Yeah, we're we're constantly buying more and and selling stuff. So it is insane. We we even bought a house yesterday, put it on the website for fifteen minutes, and it was sold full priced offer. Yeah, I love it. It's crazy. Are you going are you going to expand into more markets now that you're constantly getting sold out? Yeah. So we're in Memphis, Cleveland right now, um, pretty heavily. And then we're looking to expand into St. Louis as well. So we're testing out the first couple deals there. And then once those finish up, then we'll be looking to expand more and more and get into more deals. But it's just, you know, you got to take your time with these contractors and property managers to make sure you don't break their break their ships because we can go in there and buy 20 houses and the company will be drowning. So. Yeah. yeah. And now do they do, do you look into the landlord tenant like laws and every, every market you go into? Yep. Yep. And it's, if it's not yeah, tenant friendly, I mean, if it's not landlord friendly, we don't even touch it. Oh, tenant friendly. Don't say that again. <laughs> not on this podcast. Yeah, you really, you should change your background from New York to like Birmingham, Alabama or something. I am hurt, man. You know, mo almost actually nobody that follows me on social media except for you and uh, and my lawyer and my partners know anything about what I'm dealing with. But uh, I'm just sick of New York real estate laws and everything. All right. You know, the whole country started evictions again. Let's say New York's got until May. And then in May, yeah. it's getting pushed to September. It's already planned. You know, it's already planned. So evictions are out of the picture. The rent relief doesn't help. Um, I think the best thing that's happened to us so far is uh, implementing Rhino and the guarantors. Have you heard of them? No. They're also brilliant startups that uh, guarantee your tenants' leases for you. So the tenant has to sign up. If the tenant defaults on you, it guarantees their lease for X amount of time. And these are the things that I've been, you know, implementing into my business since things have gone south with the rental market in, in New York. You know, I'm not wow, that. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. So like you put a timeline on it and it's basically like a non-refundable security, but it could be half of one month's rent for a year. And in a market like this, I have to do that. And it's okay. I'll pay it, you know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it makes total sense. So I'm taking a little bit of a haircut there. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not drowning. I'm not dying here. But just everything happening at the same time and all the municipalities and everything, the, f the house that burned down, the, uh, all the tenants that all of a sudden don't pay, all this stuff, it comes down. When it rains, it pours, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, because we even looked at doing like Buffalo, upstate New York, like Buffalo, New York for the turnkey business as well. The numbers make a hell of a lot of sense. It's just then... The only issue was dealing with the state. So like, 
you know, tenant friendly, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, we, we had looked there, I think it was like a year and a half ago, two years ago, looked at opening up in Buffalo and started reaching out to people. And so we realized that, you know, the state was just a total nightmare to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. So. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Yeah. I love how you laugh at me. When am I coming to Memphis? When we find the right deal, I am done. I am buying it hands down. I love to do it together. I'll do it by myself. I will raise money, whatever it is. I mean, we've talked about creative ideas that you've had about, you know, finding really good syndicators. And if any syndicators are listening to this, please DM me or uh, shoot me an email and uh, we could talk more. But I like that idea you had. I think I thought about it actually a little bit more since we spoke about just investing in, in uh, larger scale syndicators, mid-sized syndicators yeah. around the country. I think I, I definitely have to get my feet wet with one or two before I'm comfortable enough to actually invest something significant with these guys, you know? Yeah, I know, and that's the thing. That's the thing, because you need like a quick, you need something like, you know, next month almost. And so in going and testing these syndicators, bro, we're not gonna know. It's gonna take 12, 18 months before we know like good or, horrible like you know and there's no really in between it's going to be like they're a good syndicate they do it everything they say the deal went smoothly or like total you know shit show so it's going to take a year two years because on my syndication deals or whatever you want to call them my apartment building deals where i've raised money you know i don't pay any proceeds for the first year year and a half depending on the deal because i'm just slowly renovating so you're not going to really know like what's going on with the deal. We can look at the PNL every every month if we want to, but it's not going to give us that much of a of an insight. So that's the thing. Like that would be something great for the long term, but you almost need like a something to dig your teeth into right now. Like you can do that on the back burner. Like hey, here's twenty five grand. Here's twenty five grand. And also Call for us, a, a benefit for us is like I have my father. You know, my father is once I we start liquidating. He's going to need something full time. Um, so if we have a system to analyze deals, to underwrite deals well, and we want to travel around the country and stuff, we always have a point of contact like my father to go to, uh, you know, wherever Memphis, I know you have Memphis and Cleveland down. Those are bad examples, but let's say Houston for, um, you know, two weeks to run the deal, work the deal, work with everybody and, uh, handle all the improvements. Everything he has a fantastic understanding in construction and, uh, Yeah, and everything. So he is—he could be our point of contact to travel around the country and take that off of our shoulders. Yeah, while we handle is, the, is that. Is that what he's doing for you right now? Is he handling the construction? A lot of the construction for you. He's a site. He's so he's the site manager. He goes around to all of my projects, our projects, because uh, he's my partner, and he goes yeah. to check out what's going on constantly. And he jumps from project to project. He has a great background in construction and he goes and does puts together the construction schedule and everything on every single one and he manages uh yeah he basically manages that whole side of the business everything boots on the ground my father handles uh interesting interesting so now he is he open to like going did you talk to him about that like hey if i bought this in houston would you go there for he is ready to put all of the, all of his money into something outside. Wow. Yeah, he's no, he's with me. My dad's my partner. Like once I start liquidating, what's we're in this together. So he's the one that's been pushing me to do it. I don't want to sell anything, but he's just he really has pushed me over the edge to just be fed up enough because it's like thing after thing after thing, issue after issue it keeps happening, 
And he's on the other side. He wants us to get out of here. So yes, he's totally prepared to move on and do what we're talking about. Got it. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely something to think about. Wow. That'd be yeah. crazy. So we have that at hand and obviously he's my dad and he's, I trust him with my life. He's way tighter than anybody I know with money and he knows how to do things very well and shop properly. He's a, he's a great point of contact and partner to have when we're doing these, uh, what we're looking into doing. So we'll talk about that more off the podcast. I love how we just veered into that on the podcast. I know. I know. It's great. So, well, well, everybody now got to listen to one of our normal conversations. <laughs> For an hour last night or however long it was. Yep, yep. And, uh, and unfortunately, we hit 6 o'clock right now. Are you, are you going to stay on or do you have to hop off? I can stay on if you want. Stay on. Please do because I have more questions here. All right, let's go. All right, cool. I, a kid came into my office today. Uh, he's actually a nice kid. He's a friend of mine. And he wanted to sit down and talk about deal structure. Now, my recommendation to him was if you bring on a partner that's not super sophisticated and you guys are doing your first deal together and he's going to be hands-on, but he's the financing partner, just go 50-50 just go down the middle. That gives you all your upside. That gives them enough upside instead of just leaving it in the bank. Um, but there's definitely an inherent risk. What would you suggest if a kid comes to you and says, hey, what do I do? Somebody's going to give me half a million dollars. How do I go about this? Yeah, so I always make it so that they're investing the money and I'm running everything. So you said something that scared the hell out of me right there. You said like, oh, they'll be involved or like deal with some of the decision making. Absolutely not. They're investing in the deal. You're running the entire show. They you're going to run everything. They're just investing money and they have to trust you with their money and the deal. And you're going to keep them updated every, whatever, every month. I tell you just be transparent with that up front. So my, my flips or projects are 90 days. So I'm like, we're having this conversation now. You are not going to hear from me until 90 days from now. until the project is closed, everything I'm going to handle. I'm not going to hear. If you want something, you can send me an email, but you're like, don't call me. Don't like do any of this stuff. I'm not going to reply. Just send me an email if you want an update, but you just got to trust me on this. I'll give you a call in 90 days when I have your money and I'll send you the money back and give you the accounting from my accountant and we'll talk about the rest. So that's how I set it up. So just be upfront and transparent with these people about what you're looking for. Um, and I, w- I would, I'm never going to bring anybody to like the decision-making process. You have to be the expert in the deal, right? So therefore what is this person going to add value to if you know painting the door color you know red or yellow it's not going to do all that much yeah well said well said for a first timer it's probably difficult because they they just like you said they barely know how to open llc's most of the time you know it's it's definitely different but uh i mean you already do have done hundreds of deals so it's much easier for you to say that to somebody them to be comfortable with you yeah yeah. But, but when I first started, so, okay, good point. But when I first started, I was 22 years old, flying around the country by myself, building teams in markets that I had never been to from people I had met on Google that I had cold called. And then I was raising money, then flying back to California and raising money for that deal from somebody I went on bigger pockets at a coffee meeting two weeks before 
and made a one pager and said, hey, I've done a couple projects in Cleveland. Nobody asked for anything. You want to fund this deal? You fund it. I'll run the whole deal. We'll split the profits 50-50. Here's what the plan is. And I was very confident in the deal because the team I had set up on the ground because I had just gone back from the trip to visit it. So is there an excuse? I don't know. Not really. Can somebody go and replicate that entire process today? Yes. Are they going to? No. Nobody's going to do it. You know what? They, they also need to really get immersed into it the way you did and the way I did and really understand the business and run around and be willing to do that first before figuring out corporate structure. You know, I didn't figure out corporate structure till my sixth deal. Yeah. You know, so I, I totally hear you. You're 100% right because you were 22 just flying around figuring it out. I know, dude. Yeah, and corporate, corporate structure and LLC creation is the last thing you need to worry about. I mean, you could do that. We used to do that like the day before closing or two days or three days before closing. When we knew we were going to buy a house, then we would just like, so you just put Antoine Martel and or assignees on the contract. And then a couple of days before closing, you say, okay, I'm going to buy this. This deal is actually moving forward. Now I'm going to make the LLC. Yeah. Like it should be, the, it's the last thing we thought about and people think about it first. Like, and then they're like, do I need to make a new bank account for every LLC? No, no, you don't have to do that. So uh, yeah, people just get wound up in all these weeds, uh, especially online on bigger pockets. You see all these like stupid questions that are just like, this is not going to help you get into that first deal by asking these silly questions. Yeah. I've, I've been on bigger pockets once and, uh, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of silly questions. That's, that's but there's that. De it's definitely a good source of information for people that don't know. And I heard the founder is a genius, and he's a really good guy and big buyer of real estate, and he cares about sharing knowledge and spreading the wealth. But I personally just, I'd rather just share it on my social pages, you know, and build that social yeah. profile and keep people learning there. And you have a you have a great social presence, so it's easier to invest in people that have that type of presence. Yep. I reached out to you. Honestly, you were a dick the first time you ignored me. Um, can't believe you ignored me still. Can't believe it. And then and then Steve joined this, the, your live and he's like, oh my God, Antoine's answering. Take the phone, hands the phone to me. And we just hit it off for like an hour or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was funny. What What did I, how was I a dick? Did I just not reply to your DM? Yeah, that's why you were a dick. You don't answer my, uh, wow. Jesus Christ, you should see my goddamn phone. I believe you. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm totally messing with you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to keep it. I have to keep it short, real short on like, even with my emails, dude. I mean, I probably, people think I'm probably an asshole with the way I reply to emails. But like, as we're sitting here, I'm literally looking at my thing every Every minute I've gotten a new email come in, right? So it's like uh, time is money and uh, <laughs> I have to reply and reply quick, especially with the DMs because there's just a lot of people just trying to waste time or just yeah. their, their favorite question is how do I start? And um, made a video on that. So yeah, exactly. So like, I don't know why you're asking me, just go through, like I literally wrote, make a video on every single tiny little topic of me like answering the question directly. Like just go look there for two seconds. Just scroll down and find out, look what you're looking for. Didn't you write a book about this? Yeah, I wrote a whole book. I'm making a course too. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. I'm making a course too, uh, to get away from all these other people that are making these courses and charging all this money. So I'm making a course and it's gonna be free. Um, 
you so I pretty much at Avgi for what <laughs> for double free 50% off the free course. Um, but yeah, making a course too. actually getting it edited. I have to follow up on that, but getting it edited. Now my buddy has a studio here in LA and I film the whole thing in a day, like four or five hours of filming and then cut it all up. And I'm going to make a course literally about all those, all those things that were in the book that I've been learning along the way to help people kind of get started. And, uh, for all the people that said, oh, I don't know how to read. They're going to now just watch the videos. Yeah. I actually wrote down, have you ever sold courses or are you going to? Yeah. What, are, what are your thoughts? That's interesting though. What are your thoughts on that courses? I, and stuff? I planned on putting together a free blueprint, uh, totally free and uh, putting that out there. I haven't had the time or gone around to it. I just, just sparked my memory about it. I put together an eight like uh, box blueprint about house hacking. You know how to buy a house, save the money, FHA loans, all that good stuff. Um, and I was going to offer that for free too because I, do, I don't believe in the guys selling these fucking courses. You know, excuse my language. And creating these Discord chats and just lying to these people. I hired a kid here that was like, I paid $350 a month for a Discord chat and a course. And they ripped me off, man. Like, here's the Discord chat and it's them sending memes. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, guys that wow. bought like three houses from Antoine Martel's turnkey business are starting courses uh, and, they were, and they're stealing. Yeah. I think it's stealing. So I don't really like it. Uh, but, you know, there, there is something to be said about paying for things like Grant Cardone's courses, right? I'm not the biggest fan of Grant, but he puts together like these comprehensive, like, you know, 30 hour courses or whatever. And then at the end of the day, it's up to you to do what he's teaching you to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never bought one. I'm never going to buy one. Maybe one day I'll start putting out courses, you know, not now, not in the near term, but, yeah. uh, but if I ever do, it'll be, you know, a hell of a course. And at the end of the course, you have to go out and act because I'm not going to do it for you. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. And also like a lot of these courses have like these blanket statements, like, Oh, you have to flip houses and you have to flip houses locally. Like, no, no, you don't. And sometimes you can't. And sometimes, you know, they're like taking, for example, somebody has 20 grand in the bank and they're going to teach them how to flip houses in LA. So, all right, just join our course. Trust me, it's only $19,999. So you have $1 left to your name, but at least you'll have the course to yeah. teach you how to go flip houses locally. And so they'll take the 20 grand, max out people's credit cards so they can join their course to realize that they're in more debt than what they started and then go through the course to realize that they actually don't have the money to be able to do what the course taught them to which in which they were sold, you know? So that was my like big thing. It was just like a moral thing about it too. Like, I agree. I'm the same thing. It's wrong. You know, when people DM me and they're like, Hey, I've got 20 grand, uh, and I want to get into real estate, but I don't want it to take up a lot of my time. Can you coach me? I send them your website link. Do you really? I swear to God, I send them the link to your website. Yep, I'm just. I owe you some money then. Jeez. I'm not gonna put a number on it now, but it, it's going to be more than. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a lot. Two hundred fifty bucks. Two hundred fifty thousand. You know. <laughs> That's why we've been selling so much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, but seriously, I do send people your website. I'm just like, this is 
what's right for you. This is my buddy. He's trustworthy. He's, you know, he's a good guy and it's his actual business. That's his last name. Uh, and you could buy something from there and you won't have to go there, you know, every week to go see it. And I think this yeah. is the right avenue for you in real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Cause what else can you do? So you can either buy turnkey or you can start like wholesaling. But like a lot of these people have full-time jobs and I'm like, all right, here's what you can, here's the options, but due to your time, that cancels out the wholesaling thing. Unless you want to wholesale after work and good luck to you, call me in 12 months when it doesn't work out because I know that you have a very slim chance of it working out. Yeah, but one of the things they say is like, I have a full-time job. I can't be a property yeah, yeah. manager or whatever. I'm like, so wholesaling's not for you. And, and it also, if you're introverted, wholesaling's not for you because you're not going to pick up the phone all day. You know, yeah. so yeah. martelturnkey.com. Exactly. Use the code on G. So, yes, yeah, I almost forgot that. What are you, what are you investing in outside of real estate right now? Mm. So all those side companies, I don't know if you can call it real estate or technology. Look at the side companies. You got stocks, you got stocks oh. investing in. What's going on? Anything cool? No. Not really. Stock market. I've been doing some stuff like with GameStop and stuff. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Well, I, I shorted it, so actually I'm really holding it. Yeah. You still hold Dude. it? Dude. Yeah, I'm gonna hold it till it goes down to five bucks. I got a I got a short at two hundred dollars. The stock's at fifty bucks. I'm I'm murdering it right now. So because it was at for? what? What did you put the put in for? Like what was the put? The strike price was at 200. Wow. One second. I'm texting you to tell me how much. I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast because uh, I really want to know. How much money I put in? Yeah. No way. Yeah. No, That's ballsy. Yeah. It's a lot of money. But, dude, it was like, No, Steve, you're not going to find out. This is. I... <laughs> It's a lot of money. I, I can't believe it. Say it. Nope, can't say it. Good for you. I'm really happy yeah. about this. And dude, this is only the beginning. It's still at 50 bucks. It's going to keep going down to five bucks. I have it till April and I just bought it two weeks ago. So I'm up that much money in two weeks and then it's going to keep going. I'm probably going to double my money and just sell it. Amazing. Dude, that's so ballsy. <laughs> I actually put a lot of money into AMC. Uh, not on no options just straight stock it doubled went to sell they blocked all the sales on amc uh, it was devastating seriously it was like it was devastating i was really upset about it on Robinhood? no i i don't trade on Robinhood. e-trade blocked it ameritrade blocked it uh, i think everyone except for vanguard blocked oh it oh my god yeah. wow i was on e-trade and ameritrade i actually made the trades on ameritrade and they blocked Every, they blocked buying it and selling it on Ameritrade, uh, which was so messed up, man. I lost so much money on that, and I was up so much. It was just, you know, because I'm not greedy. I look at it. I'm like, all right, it's time to get out. I'm up 100%. It's been two days. I want no part of this anymore. Click. Yeah. And it's like, well, whoa. It just, like, yeah. you're, not, you're not allowed to sell it. Click, click, click. What do you mean I'm not allowed to sell it? That's bullshit. Yeah, so that this was one of my best trades right now. And then I bought Bitcoin like a couple months ago and then it like went through the roof and I doubled my money, sold it. Last year, bought airlines as soon as the COVID hit. 
and they canceled airlines. So they canceled airlines and then I doubled my money on all the airlines I bought, sold all of them. I'm just holding on to one more that's at 80% up. So yeah, just a little stuff like that that yeah. I've been doing. I love the market for fun. I'm in and out every day. I spend like 30 minutes on it and I just have, it's fun. You know, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Sponsor some quick cash, but I got another call that I got to take over now. All right, Antoine, it was a pleasure. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for having me on the show. Anytime, man. I'll send this to you when it's done. We're going to make snippets and, uh, and nice. thanks for joining the Rogan Podcast V2. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you later, man. See you guys. Bye. You are now listening to Talk Shop with Alan Evgee.